This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You are being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey, where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being, and hopefully you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. Hi there, welcome to this week's podcast. Um, there's a lot going on here at 3B at the moment. We're in the middle of um, writing and delivering um, a webinar series for a particular company that we're working with. And it's all around people developing their mental well-being in the workplace and for themselves individually, of course. Um, there's a lot of different things coming up, lots of different conversations we're having. And one of the big things we're talking about at the minute is around communication, obviously, and the sort of skills that we need around that. And then I'd read a post on LinkedIn from an author that we love, Susan David, um, which just really resonated with me and fitted so well with the work that we're just doing currently. So what she said is that the essence of what makes us human, empathy, values, emotions, have for too long been referred to as soft skills and that these things have been relegated to the sidelines. And yet, if you think about it, these are the capacities, these are the skills that drive everything that's important. Culture, engagement, leadership, innovation, collaboration. And what she says is that these are not soft skills. They are the cornerstone of resilient, thriving and agile organisations. You know, and I've sparked a kind of a, a, a communication exchange on LinkedIn about this because this just resonated with me so strongly. And then, you know, you and I were talking about it, weren't we, Claire? And yeah, I just thought it'd be a really interesting one to kind of have a chat about here um, and unpack because this idea of soft skills, you know, you and I have worked in the training and development world for a well, probably more years than we care to remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, I remember way back in the day, you know, where you'd, you'd, you'd be like, oh, they're a soft skills trainer, you know, or they're a technical skills trainer. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like there's a bit of a hierarchy. I don't know about you. I always felt around like the technical skills stuff was almost like, well, that's about the job. That's about how you do the job. And the soft skills always felt like, well, it was this kind of nice, add on because we're doing all like fluffy things because we're talking about feelings and thoughts and communication which is the starting point for this conversation yeah yeah and even the pay I remember the pay was different for people with technical skills than Mm. soft skills and the people who obviously had the real good knowledge and understanding about the technical side they did get paid more and yet it always, for me, it always comes to a place where we met when we were training. And 
going and talking about customer service and obviously that's a soft skill and it's for me I know when I go into somewhere that actually is is the thing that sticks with me so if I go to a restaurant I might like the food and you know what I'm drinking I might like all of that but if the customer service has been terrible I still wouldn't go back it wouldn't, no matter what the food tasted like, I wouldn't go back. Whereas I know I've been to sort of mediocre food places because the staff have been so lovely and make up for it in some way. Obviously, I potentially wouldn't go to somewhere where the food was awful and diabolical and the service was really good. You know, there has to be some sort of thing going on there. But hotels, shops I go to, what sticks with me long after the product has probably gone of whatever I've gone in there for is how I was treated when I went in there. Mm. And yet, yes, that's seen as the soft skill, that's seen as maybe not as important. And I am glad that people are talking now in the business world about soft skills being important because they are but I don't think people think of them like that. I don't think generally in business, people think of soft skills as being the cornerstone of everything, the key that is required and needed for that business to thrive. And for us, especially for the people within that business to thrive, because if you're treating customers like that and you're probably treating each other like that, if it's not in a good way, and if it is in a good way, hopefully you've got that going on within the business and that supports mental well-being. Whereas we know that, you know, clicks, people feeling bullied or that they can't talk to their managers or their manager's style of management can really affect people's mental well-being on a, a really big scale as well, can't it? Absolutely. And that's why these so-called, well, first of all, I find fascinating this word soft, like it's something disingenuous or negative or for me, you know, it's that whole thing about, yeah, soft skills, you know, being able to kind of embrace things, get to know yourself, being open, having that honest communication, being prepared to learn. It's all part of that growth mindset you know kind of approach for me um whereas you know something I mean technical skills are obviously incredibly important Mm. but for me they go hand in hand with you know the soft skills you know if you like and where would we be without them yeah but I think you're right I don't think necessarily businesses you know I suppose it depends on individual leadership background but they'll talk about leadership Mm. But I think it tends to come from a technical place. It tends to be about the position, you know, and I'm always really fond of that phrase, you know, leadership is a behavior, not a position description. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and for me, that that this kind of idea that it's all, and, and that's that links really well with this concept of soft skills, you know, kind of like what's, what's this about? So there's the what and then there's the how. Mm. And what you're saying, you know, with regard to the customer service example is that the how is that's the important bit now maybe that's because that relates really well with your value system you know who you are as a person and somebody else 
coming at it might be, you know, maybe oblivious to the customer service if they might not kind of, you know, so we are all different in that way. But I think the issue here is, is this way that, like you say, it's, it's, it's becoming more of a conversation starter and a, and a discussion point. For me, it's kind of like, well, the rest of the world's finally waking up, <laughs> you know, that these things are important. Yeah. And I think having worked in, in business and in the voluntary sector and in the public sector and sort of seeing how these things are kind of dealt with, they have been secondary. They have been sort of like treated like a bit of an add-on or, oh, you're doing a really, you know, you're doing the nice session. Where we, but actually, you know, first of all, this word nice, I think yeah. we should kind of, I'd like to reclaim it because I think it's a, a good one and we need more of that in the world. But that's actually where a lot of the hard work is done because we're doing that stuff properly. If we're doing as we like to refer to as kind of digging in, digging deep, Mm. then you know that can be painful that can be difficult that can be challenging so this challenges our kind of connotation of this word soft yeah of it being a kind of you know oh we're all just kind of just going to sit about and uh, you know kind of have a bit of a chat maybe write some things on a flip chart and that's your soft skills training you know we'll talk about but real growth real development real learning involves you know, exploration, it involves accountability, it involves movement, you know, shifting perspective, real challenge. So what am I trying to say here about this word soft? I'd say bring it on. And, that you know, it, it's not, okay, it's not mutually exclusive with something like strength or capability or, you know, flexibility. It's got all those words kind of connected to it yeah I don't know it's really funny you should say that because I remember being told that I was soft well you've been really soft though I mean I obviously that was a bad thing how it was said to me yeah. and it, it just resonated with me when you were saying about this word nice and I know there's people going oh god don't talk don't say I'm nice because like what is that and it's like why is that not good? You're nice. Yeah. What What do you want me to say? And it's Thank like, you. it's a good word. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm glad you think I'm nice. And that's what I would say. <laughs> You're nice, aren't you? Oh, thanks. That's really nice of you to say. And it's sort of like, and for me, there's, and there's connotation, there is connotations around the word. And for me, sometimes when I'm being soft, what I'm actually being is kind because what is the point of me, you know, being hard or being anything other than soft because maybe that's what that person needed back from me mm-hmm. at that point in time. As I suppose it depends on obviously what's going on, but for me, it links with that, that be right or be kind kind of thing that we we've talked about and there's a podcast on and it's that, why do I have to always stand up for like, you know, my values or be heard? And it's like, sometimes is it not okay to just listen and hear what somebody's got to say? And if you don't agree, that's okay as well. And it's sort of like, I do, I think we need more of it in the world. I think we need more softness in the world. And that's not about, 
being passive. You can be soft and still be assertive. And it's certainly not aggressive, but it's not about, and I think I know many years ago, I was passive. I was a walkover. I was a doormat for people to walk all over and I wouldn't stand up for myself. And I've done a lot of work on that um, to the point where somebody actually said to me, was trying to give me a negative um, point and said, you're very direct. And I turned around and went, thank you. That's really kind of you to say. And the face was just like, well, it's not supposed to be kind of that. And it's like, well, no, it is because you know where you stand with me. And I don't do it in an aggressive way. And I will listen to people's comments. I will listen to people's um, thoughts and feelings about things. And if I don't agree, I'll say, but I will also say, I completely understand where you're coming from. I just, I don't agree with that. And I'm okay with that. And we don't have that anymore. We don't, or we don't seem to have it. It's There's very few times I see that where somebody just goes, Right. Thank you for your opinion. I, I, It's not how I take that, but I understand where you're coming from and that's okay because it is okay. And they, this whole thing about being soft sums it up with me that that's what it means to me. It's not always about being passive. Sometimes it's about being gentle and that's the softness of it. Yeah. So there's that with that word and then these, yeah, so-called soft skills, empathy, oh, far from soft. Empathy's powerful. It really is though, isn't it? If you've got somebody who can empathise with you, that makes you feel so much better because you feel like you're not on your own. How is that nothing but powerful? That's not soft. So there's sort of like, for me, there's like, I've got two hats going on here. That whole word of soft sometimes isn't being taken right. And it's okay to be soft. And another part of it where maybe you're meaning soft as a pushover or, you know, passive or that namby-pamby kind of thing. If you're meaning that when you talk about soft skills, most of the soft skills aren't like that. They are powerful. And being soft in some aspects can be powerful as well. Does that make any sense whatsoever there? Always. Always <laughs> making a lot of sense. I love this distinction with the word. So the, it's the word, isn't it? The words had a, had a hard time. And maybe through, you know, kind of sayings, colloquialisms, you know, kind of like regional interpretations of words, whatever you want to call it within our different culture, you know. But I love how you referred to it as being gentle, um, you know, and, and it's about compassion. It's about openness. For me, all those things are about possibility and, and oh, how yeah. you likened it within our communication to being about listening. And I think that's it, isn't it? It's sort of the opposite of that we're told is to kind of you know and when we talk about asserting ourselves usually what people mean is being aggressive yes. there's a lot of confusion over what the word assertive actually means and that's maybe totally discussion piece um so yeah th this is kind of like redefining what that means is important i think but also understanding what those skills are 
um, and just how crucial they are. So when we're talking about these things, yeah, we're, we're talking, I love what you were saying about empathy being this kind of powerful, you know, kind of position to take. And I think it's, where does all this come from? You know, again, you know, we talk a lot about programming at an early age, you know, how we're seen to be. And we talk a lot about strength and kind of that bit. But strength to me is about that capacity to be able to listen and to take on board someone else's opinion. Even if you strongly disagree with it, perhaps without rising to it, perhaps without judgment you know, with acceptance, with the opportunity to have a dialogue. Imagine if we had more of that, you know, kind of going on. But I think a lot of it, again, comes from people's fear of being wrong, you know, being ridiculed, um, being told, you know, you're too sensitive. (laughs) Yeah. Another thing to say thank you for, because actually, you know, those things, for me, what they do is it's, it's the tune you in, the tune you in to kind of like the undercurrent, the subtext, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on beneath the surface. There's layers at play here. Um, you know, and what we what we kind of see from people isn't necessarily the whole story. And I think that's the, what, what these so-called soft skills enable us to do is to take that into consideration and to not be judgmental not jump in therefore reducing you know the the potential for a, a conflict where there doesn't need to be one mm. and actually a much more kind of honest open communication which is what we've been talking about in the work we've been developing because all of this kind of stuff these niggles these things on a day-to-day basis in our personal relationships and in our workplaces they all potentially undermine our mental well-being And it's not to say that we won't have a disagreement. It's not to say that we won't have a conflict. Sometimes it's just good to have a rant and just get things off your chest. Um, You know, but then actually the the skill then after that would be kind of what happens next, wouldn't it? You know, yes, yeah. Have we got the capacity to apologise? Have we got the capacity to reflect and learn from that? Have we got the capacity to say, you know, I was being a bit of an idiot then. Can we have a conversation about this? Um, you know, rather than just kind of, well, that that's weakness, you know, that's kind of showing that it's the whole thing about vulnerability, isn't it? You know, that sort of actually that is a strength. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Vulnerability is a strength. Yeah. Being vulnerable to something and, and opening yourself up. You've got an inner core strength there that you can do that and still be you. And that's okay. And it's okay to be wrong. And it's okay for someone else to be right. And that's all right as well. It's funny because, yeah, I'm thinking these are, like you said, these are foundational skills. They're not soft skills. They're the actual foundations that we need to build on. So they're foundational skills. If we start from these points, these empathy, being assertive, being kind, compassionate, all of those kind of things, they build within us, they build strength within us because they build our resilience. So all of that, if we have that back to us, it helps us to build our resilience. If we have that for ourselves, it helps to build resilience. And if we give that to others, we are supporting resilience in them. So, and that helps us to then grow 
and it helps us to bounce forward from wherever we've been because we've got that resilience going on. So we're able to deal with things better. So that whole foundation that we start to build on is really solid and secure. And they can only be good things. They can only then develop so much from there. And that is what creates this culture where we look after our mental well-being for ourselves, for our colleagues in the workplace, as well as at home. It is, it's such... um, it's such a weird term to call them soft skills. But then, yeah, there's the, oh, the whole connotations around words obviously mean things. And does that really say, you know, it's not Ron Seal, it's not saying what it is on the tin, is it really? It doesn't really explain how important these skills really actually are. And I think if we can start to change that, if we can start to maybe think of them as these foundational skills that are very much needed and where we start from, that's when we start to really empower our workforce, ourselves, our businesses, our community and our country from there. It just all builds up from there. And, you know, wouldn't it be so much nicer to live and work in places where these key skills, these foundational skills are highly prized, far above being right and needing to prove a point and getting there first and looking after self and no one else. It's like, That's where I aim for. That's where I want to be. That's where I want to get people to be. And we've got to, we've got to start changing how we think about stuff because we can't keep sustaining the world as we are. It's not good. And we need to really think. And maybe this COVID, you know, pandemic maybe this is maybe this is the start for us to reevaluate really what does mean things for us what takes priority it's interesting all of what you're saying I absolutely love and I agree with you I think that's that's what we are what we are striving for um it's made me think about a message that um someone had put on the post that I'd shared on LinkedIn um in the past jobs were about muscles now they're about brains but in the future they'll be about the heart and I sort of think that that is that future is emerging now that is that that is where we are we're on that kind of you know we're on that cusp cusp yeah on that on that point of that change and I think there are a lot of people who are resisting that and it's easy to turn to that and it's easy to sort of say oh things will never change they'll always stay the same they'll always be you know and yeah people are going to have differences and different ways that people want to live and different different political leanings and all on all that kind of stuff that's just part of human nature but actually what I see is a lot of people do want things to be different they do want things to be different across the world within the, you know, individual sort of places where they live, their communities, within their workspaces. 
And I think, yeah, I think what it has made us do is sort of question, you know, a lot of stuff and the way we've, we've done things in the past, that whole thing, like if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. We don't want what we've always got going forward. We want something different. I think we want something different for generations to come, you know, in terms of what we're teaching them. So, yeah, I think let's champion the soft skills. Let's rebrand them maybe as these foundation skills, these key skills, because these are the real skills that we need to thrive, to grow, to be now and in the future.